What's up, world? Welcome to a new episode of the Brand Janu Show. As you know, I am Brand Janu, and like always, on all podcast platforms, Brand Janu Show. Social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Facebook, Brand Janu Show, and of course, social media, uh, YouTube channel, sorry, YouTube channel, uh, Brand Janu Show. Go there, subscribe, comment, like, and of course, 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 um, Hit the notification button, man, just if you want some more, you know, when I drop clips or the video comes out, just go there and enjoy this, man. Tonight, I will be, tonight is Wrestling Life, and on this episode, I am doing my top 10 wrestlers of 2023. I started my top 20, my top 10 list of 2023 last week, and of course, this uh, weekend, next week will be my final episode of Wrestling Life of 2023, which will be... Uh, my top 10 wrestlers of 2023. Um, yeah. So, well, my top 10 wrestling matches of 2023. So I've been watching over this upcoming next couple of days. I'm going to be watching a lot more matches. I already have four down. Just got to fill out the rest of the list. But until um, then, here's my top 10 wrestlers. <laughs> um, I already did the top 10 moments of 2023 when it comes to WWE. So I'm doing my top 10 wrestlers of WWE to me this year. So y'all know how I do a top 10 list, man. I go from uh, 10 to 1. Talk about why uh, they are my favorite wrestlers and my favorite, you know, why I particularly have them on my list. So let's get into it. And number 10. He is a megastar. He is L.A. Knight. Yeah! L.A. Knight is at number 10, man. To see his rise from literally the beginning of the year where he was literally just being used to pretty much get Bray Wyatt, rest in peace, to back into a character and like to, to kind of get Uncle Howdy and try to see how this character was about to be built. He was literally used as a sacrificial lamb to just see how this character was going to be used. Instead, he's become the most over-fucking-superstar in WWE in modern history. Um, he literally created this out of no fucking way. I have no idea how he got this over that fast. Like... It's crazy to see how fans have picked up on him and how many people have loved him this year. I kind of started to like him doing the Bray Wyatt feud. I was like, wow, this is dude is actually funny and he's entertaining and he kind of does feel like a guy that could be a really good heel. And he has become the biggest face in the fucking company. <laughs> um there's a lot to be desired when it comes to his wrestling. Hey, he's not great. He's he kind of reminds me of a modern day '90s wrestler. Not a lot of greatness in a in the ring, but on the mic, he could go with anybody. He could go toe to toe with anyone. Like I've been saying, I didn't think the Roman Reigns feud was good for him. I thought it was a stupid decision to put your biggest star at the moment against a guy that's never going to fucking lose to him. It didn't make any sense. Um, now people are continuously trying to find reasons to say his momentum is dying down. It's like, either you niggas are just finding reasons to just hate on people, or you just don't like when people get over. Once they get over, they become stale to you. You don't like that. Because it's like, it's not genuine anymore. 
but you bitch moan and complain on social media about how you want the wrestlers to get over. And then when they finally get over, you get bored and you don't want to fuck with them no more. The fuck are you talking about? So I don't understand that shit. But anyway, LA Knight is at number 10. His year has been amazing. And I think we're going to see a new U.S. championship crowned at WrestleMania. Him versus Logan Paul is going to be amazing. And I can't wait to see it. Coming in at number nine. Coming in at number nine. I'm watching it right now. That is from NXT. Whoop that trick. Get on whoop that trick. Get on whoop that trick. Oh, Trick Williams, man. Hey, man, listen. There is nobody that has risen in the last couple of months faster than that. Booker T. Might man, Trick Williams need to get that man fucking royalties. That shit is ridiculous. Trick Williams has become the guy, man, and eventually he will be the NXT champion. I do believe that. I don't know if he's gonna beat. Um, I don't know if he's gonna beat. Uh, you know, Dragonoff for the New Year's. Uh, the New Year's show. I think uh, January second. I don't know if he's gonna beat him, but I do know one thing. Him and, Trick, him and Carmelo Hayes are going to have one hell of a robbery when it happens. Um, I expect that match at Stand and Deliver. Uh, the NXT uh, closeout pay-per-view like for WrestleMania. Their WrestleMania, pretty much, in Philly. Will it be for the title? I do not know, but I do know one thing. If it is, I wouldn't be mad at it. Trick Williams has risen, man. That dude has become one of those guys in NXT that is that has stood the test of time right now. He's killing it right now, man. And hopefully his momentum doesn't die. Hopefully he becomes the guy. I hope they don't have to change him to a heel later on because he's over. And you need to let him be over in NXT, man. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the future holds for that man. Again, if he wins the NXT championship, it'd be great. But this feud with him and Carmelo Hayes needs to happen, and it needs to happen next year. So let's do it. And it kind of makes me think, will he be in the Royal Rumble? Just to see if he can get over in the main, on the main roster too with that song. I want to see if that's going to happen. Like, that would be so dope. What if they put him in a Royal Rumble just to see if he could get over in the Royal Rumble with that song? He ain't got to do a lot, but just to see if he can get over. That'd be dope as fuck. I'm looking forward to it now. Coming in at number eight is the Zany one. Sammy Zane. I feel like I had him at number eight last year, too. I can't fucking remember. Probably did. I don't remember. But Sammy Zane, man. Sammy Zane has been a constant uh, story magnet the entire fucking year. I don't care uh, if he's in a bloodline or not. From the moment he had the tribal court, you know, the moment he had tribal court to the time he, he finally decided to leave the bloodline by hitting Roman Reigns in the back with a steel chair to the match had elimination chamber to him and Kevin Owens finally hugging and being cool again, going into WrestleMania, winning the tag team titles, and then everything with them with Judgment Day until him now recently taking time off, losing to Drew McIntyre. Sami Zayn's been that guy. He's been a con- constant story headlining guy. He's one of the best uh, in the ring, and I'm so proud to see him finally get his just due. Um, 
you know, going from being one of the hearts of the NXT brand, the first real original NXT, you know, guy that just everybody loved from the moment they saw him to now. Um, yeah, Sami Zayn is at number eight, man. It's pretty cool to see him get his just due. And number seven. Is Roman Reigns. Now, yes, a lot of people have Roman Reigns sky high, number one possibly with a bullet. But again, the problem with Roman Reigns isn't Roman Reigns. It's the fact that he's just not on fucking TV when we need him to be on TV. And his last couple title matches have kind of been bullshit. It, they've sucked. Uh, the crown jewel match with him at LA night was exactly what I expected it to kind of be. Um... Then him and Jey Uso at SummerSlam was just as long and just as draining, and it sucked, and it just, it didn't feel like a real proper ending to that story, the way I think everybody wanted it to be. Uh, but with Keith Roman Reigns in the li- on my list is, all of that shit was to be forgotten, because of how Money in a Bank was with them in the, you know, the Bloodline versus the Usos, how you know. Uh, Night of Champions with Kevin Owens and Sammy versus him and Solo. And of course, WrestleMania 39. Now, the Royal Rumble match and the Elimination Chamber match, a lot of people love those two matches. I Well, not maybe that Royal Rumble, but the Elimination Chamber match, everybody loves that match. It wasn't one of my favorite matches. Him and Sammy were okay. That was an okay match. But it wasn't one of my favorites. Whereas... For the WrestleMania 39 match with him and Cody Rhodes. That was the best WrestleMania main event I've seen in years. They literally let that match cook. They literally let that match go. And they literally let that match be what it's supposed to be. Suspenseful. It's supposed to make you feel like he can actually lose the fucking belt. And they kind of just didn't pull the trigger. I I still don't agree with that decision. But just do it the right way this year, and we're good. Well, in 2024, I should say. But, yeah, Roman is seven, man. Roman's not really on TV that much. He's coming back this week. That's great. But, eh, maybe 2024. We shall see. Coming in at number six. Is the leader slash kind of not leader anymore, kind of slash role model, kind of slash the one and only Bailey. Bailey's at number six for me, man. Bailey has had pretty much an interesting year, to say the least. I mean, I kind of have to give her respect of how she's, you know, kind of found a way to change her character inside of a storyline. She's changing her character inside of the storyline, which is she was the leader of damage control. She's the reason for why damage control became damage control. And now she's kind of becoming the person they're kicking out. (laughs) They're moving her a little. See, this is what you're supposed to do with a leader. My problem with Judgment Day was they just kicked Edge out really for no cause. They just kicked him out. They say we're doing it to grow, but now you're back in the same situation, which is who the fuck is the leader? Whereas for damage control, this is gradually 
starting to become. We're about to take you out, Bailey. You will not be the leader of a of damage control anymore. That is something I am loving right now. But Bailey is having a, a hell of a year. From the Royal Rumble, her taking out Becky Lynch to the rivalry between her, damage control, Trish, Becky Lynch, and uh, Lita to her going to SmackDown, EO Sky winning the Women's Championship, which I still believe is going to be Bailey versus EO for the Women's Championship at WrestleMania. And I think she's actually going to win the Royal Rumble. That's just me. And also with now with Charlotte actually being injured, I can actually see Bailey really winning the Royal Rumble now. All right, kicking off the top five. At number five is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Cody would probably be number one if he won a title, let me be honest with you. But I feel like his storyline is a little... This might be the first time I ever said this. I don't get the fucking storyline right now for Cody Rhodes. I don't understand it. Like, this is why I didn't like him losing to Roman Reigns. Because the storyline was literally now, let's give him adversity. But the problem with that is, the niggas won every robbery he's been in. Like, like <laughs> he's won every robbery he's been in. He beat Brock Lesnar twice. He's, he's, he, he won the tag team titles. He won war games. What's the adversity? I, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to understand what's the adversity. He's won. He's winning. What's the adversity? And that's the thing. Like, I don't get it. Like, he should have just won the fucking belt. At WrestleMania. I'm going to always hold that to WWE. And I get it. You wanted to kind of give him more of a story to make people fuck with him. But the man is over. And he's going to be over. Regardless of how you want to write shit. He's over. So, I don't understand it. But he's number five on my list. He's had some really great matches this year. Um, I think he's wrestled 1,000 matches, 100 matches this year. So, that's pretty damn crazy to see him fight 100 matches this year. So, congratulations, Cody Rose. At number four is the Eradicator. And let's be real, the real leader of the Judgment Day. And that is... The raw, well, the women's world heavyweight champion, Rhea Ripley. Rhea winning that title at WrestleMania against Charlotte. I watched this match just a moment ago just to make sure I wasn't crazy to have it on my list. But to watch the match and to see how good that was. Now, Rhea's rivalries have sucked. Since she's won the belt, I'm not going to sit here and lie. It's kind of sucked. It's it's not been great. But the storyline of her with Judgment Day is everybody's going crazy. Everybody loses their titles. Maria has not lost a title. That's the craziest thing. The Judgment Day has lost the tag team titles. Dime has now lost the, the North American Championship for the second straight time. For the second time this year. But yet... Rhea is the only one that has been dominant from the moment she got the belt. 
which is why she is the leader. Because y'all lost the tag team titles. You know, Dom has lost the NXT North American Championship. Rhea is the only one that has been dominant. Now, granted, she hasn't really fought really the competition yet, which is going to make a hell of a WrestleMania 40 night one when she does fight Becky. If Becky's still around by that time. But that's going to be a hell of a match for her. She's going to need somebody she can actually go up against and contest against. So I'm looking forward to that. Coming in at number three is Man Event Jey Uso. I've never seen somebody get out of a situation and get more over as they got out of that situation. <laughs> Jey Uso was already the the de facto, you know, person you loved in the in the bloodline because you felt like he was just getting done wrong over and over again. He really was trying to just be there for his family. And yet his cut Roman just kept using him to his advantage. And soon as he finally got out of the judgment day, and it goes into what Sammy did. Sammy Jay from the moment Sammy hit Roman with the shit, going into the even the, the tribal court, him defending Sammy. Sammy's like, yo, I have really no I don't really have a defense. My defense is that I have no defense. And Jay Uso is like Stopped Solo from about to spike him, and he stopped him, and he's like, yo, like, Sammy, like, you're my brother. I love you, man. Like, you took so many bullets for us. Let me let me help you out. So he put together the, def- the defense for Sammy, which leads into the Royal Rumble match, where Sammy then, after the match, you know, hits Roman. And, and, and the person that feels the most betrayed is Jay. Jay is the one that doesn't protect, partake in the in the the beating of of Sammy after the match, he just leaves. He's just like, yeah, I'm 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 out. Like I I usually yeah, I'm done. I'm out. Like I'm not doing this. Then he comes back at the elimination chamber and kind of helps Sammy, kind of. And then you know WrestleMania and everything. But when he finally leaves the bloodline and he kicks Roman in the face and he sets off the path of just on his own. A lot of people thought he would be kind of over after he left the bloodline. And he's gotten over. He's done better. He's become that guy. And I don't know what happens in the next couple of months. I do know one thing, and that is that Jay and Jimmy are going to fight at WrestleMania. How good of a match is going to be? Still up for grabs. I don't know. But that's going to be damn show of WrestleMania 40 match that I think a lot of people are going to absolutely love. I can't wait to see what's going to happen with it. Coming in number two. He is a visionary. He is a revolutionary. He is the world heavyweight champion. God damn it. You would show him some goddamn respect. That promo last night was a fucking amazing. And you would show him some goddamn respect. That is, at number two, Seth freaking Rollins. Come on, y'all know Seth's going to be on my list. You know he's going to be on my list. Everybody knew Seth was going to be on my list. <laughs> Everybody knew Seth was going to be on my list. 
Seth at number two, man. Seth is one of the best wrestlers in the business. I have said numerous times, I don't understand the hate for Seth. I cannot understand it. I don't know why people don't like Seth. I, I, I don't understand. And maybe because as a face, you can't relate to his championships. I don't know. But I remember in 20, before he injured himself, when he had the belt, that SummerSlam match between him and John Cena is one of the best matches I've ever seen. That's what made me a set fan. Like, it made me a set fan immediately. Like, I was like, wow. Now, this dude's really fucking good. Speaking of path, pathways, I should say, set, started this year in the Elimination Chamber. He was still fighting for the U.S. Championship, fought Logan Paul at WrestleMania, had to fight Omos at Backlash, which I still don't understand that match. And that was the best Omos match he's ever fucking had. Then he wins the championship, and immediately people hated it. I don't know why y'all hate Seth Rollins. And because, and, and, and maybe it is because you guys think the guys that he's fighting should win the belt. But my thing with that is, who the fuck do they feud against immediately after they win the belt? Who are they, be, who are they feuding against? Because if Seth's not there, who are you feuding against? Right after Survivor Series went off and I saw Seth Rollins lose his shit because of CM Punk and then watching last night, I literally said, I don't think Seth and CM Punk need to be for the World Heavyweight Championship. I didn't think it. Now I'm to the point where I'm like, it might fuck up my Royal Rumble prediction, which is Solo wins the Royal Rumble. But now I'm starting to realize that maybe that's a good idea, that CM Punk does actually win the Royal Rumble. Because Cody cannot win the Royal Rumble. He can't. You need a storyline for Cody that actually would be adversity. Him winning again isn't adversity. I don't give a shit if he starts at 1 of 30. That's not adversity. CM Punk wins the Royal Rumble. Now we're having a different conversation. I would love to see them two fight. They are literally two of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Can't wait to see what happens. But Seth is number two on my list. And usually he's number one. <laughs> he's just not this year. Because at number one is the Ring General. The Intercontinental Champion, Gunther. Gunther's has so many classics this year. From the Royal Rumble match where he started at number fucking one. And probably could have won it. To WrestleMania, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, and him tearing down the building. It's kind of crazy that he's only really had two main of he's only had two WrestleMania matches. He's only had two PLE matches. Yeah, two PLE matches. He had one at Night of Champions and SummerSlam. That's it. Ever since WrestleMania, he's only had two PLE matches, prime live events, two pay-per-view matches. Night of Champions against Mustafa Ali 
who's not even in a company. Oh, he also had money in the bank. So Matt Riddle. So three. And two of those people ain't even in the company no fucking more. Magunta is that dude. He's had so many classes. Tommaso Ciampa, Chad Gable. So many just in the ring match. Oh, yeah, in the Miz. But those matches that Gunther's had for the Intercontinental Champion is probably one of the best highlights of the entire fucking shows. The man can go in the ring and just fucking wrestle. And if CM Punk didn't come back, that would be my WrestleMania match. Gunther versus Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Champion. I would have to. And matter of fact, if that was the case, I would have done a WrestleMania, what, four or five, where it was Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior for the champion versus champion, winner takes all. I would have done that. I would have had Seth Rollins versus Gunther, champion versus champion, winner takes all. That would be my WrestleMania 40 if CM Punk didn't come back. But since he is back, Gunther versus Brock Lesnar is not a bad fucking match. You can put that on night two. I would love to see that. So, Gunther's one. <laughs> Ring General deserves to be at number one. His matches have been amazing. And every time he's been in the rank, he definitely steps up. So, yeah. So, recapping. Number one is Gunther. Number two is Seth Rollins. Number three is Jay Uso. Number four is Rhea Ripley. Excuse me. Number five is Cody Rose. Number six is Bailey. Number seven is Roman Reigns. And number eight, Sami Zayn. Number nine is Trick Williams. And number 10 is L.A. Knight. Yeah. It's been a fun year in wrestling, man. Like I said, I will be doing my 2023 top 10 matches. I got four already done. I'm watching some matches over this week just to get the list down. And I'll be doing that next week. Till next time, man. This is Brandon Janu. This is Wrestling Life. I hope you guys enjoyed this year like I have of wrestling. 2024 looks already like it's going to be a crazy-ass year. Until next time, man. Peace.